When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports, Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, and please subscribe if you're part of the YouTube experience so you can get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air. And good evening to Johnny2K6, Terrence Harvey, and got to be the shoes. Great win for the Lakers tonight. If you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture, on Monday's show, we will be covering the Thanksgiving box office with some really good highs and some really low lows right there for the box office. So we'll be talking about that in detail. Plus also as well, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great guys at Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and join Laker Tom, who is part of our live watch party. He's coming up with his latest article right there for you at Lakerholics.com. Plus big shout out to Jamie Sweet. Hopefully he's on the mend, feeling better. Heard word from him. He'll probably be back with us sometime later this week, possibly. We'll see. But go ahead and check out what he's doing at 5 Things at Lakerholics.com. Plus, our good friend, Mr. Joe Soro, who's right here popping up. You go ahead and subscribe below him today. And also, like what he's doing. Oh, he's got his Pepsi can right there for you. They're not sponsoring us yet, so don't give them too much coverage. The Kirkland Water Costco's not sponsoring us either. So, yes, hold on to that coverage right there for you. But... I will say, go ahead and support Joe Soro today as Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. And if you want your lawn transformed into something magical and you live in the Southern California area, go to Simblades. That's right. Simblades with a Y.com. No, not Under Armour. Simblades with a Y.com. Joe's pointing to the wrong logo. It's hard. Joe, I always get Joe. that mixed up too. Joe Soro is going to do for lawns what Jim Duggan did for the hacksaw. There you go, absolutely, indeed. But no, that was that was the uh, that was not that was the bushwhackers. You're doing the bushwhackers. Yeah, he was ho ho. But I will say thanks so much for joining us again. If you can go ahead and support all of that, plus our good friends of the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, it is sincerely appreciated. Good evening, Johnny Two K Six. Again, got to be the shoes, Terrence Harvey. 
Looks like everybody's in a good mood in the world's best Lakers chat right here at the Lakers Fast Break. It is a good day because the Lakers did what they needed to do, did the very thing I told them, Joe Sorrell told them, Laker Tom told them to do, and that was take the weekend in San Antonio. And even though AD, like I predicted, sat out the game with some calf soreness, even though Mr. Joe right below kind of chewed me out and said, no way that's not going to happen. It happened. LeBron played back-to-back, and boy, did he ever. He came in and just shot better than he has all season long. The team shot better and played offense better than all season long. I stressed before the game that they needed to go ahead and make sure that they tried to go ahead and push the pace, transition as much as possible, and they did just that. And the Lakers ended up outpacing the Spurs with their highest scoring output of the season, 143 to 138, paced by LeBron James, 39 points, three assists, only four turnovers, only three assists, but hey, 11 rebounds, 39 points, 7 to 12 from three, and 10 for 10 from the line. Great performance overall, dominating when they needed him to go ahead and dominate. Dennis Schroeder with his Best performance of the season. Mute when you dropped your phone, man. Mute when you dropped your phone. I told you. Shame on you. Shame, shame, shame. All right, getting back to Dennis Schroeder, 21 points in his best performance so far as a returning Laker. And then also, so Sean's being rebellious on me here. Also as well, Lonnie Walker threw in 19 on 7 of 10 shooting, 3 of 5 from 3. Dennis Schroeder had three of four from three and six from six from the line. The Lakers, 86.5% from the free throw line, 51% from three-point land, and 58% overall. Great performance, I will say, nonetheless, as far as on the offensive end, just terrific performance. Defense, you knew with the best defender statistically in the league was going to be quite the problem. And it was defensively, but you know what? The offense more than made up for it. And the Lakers, again, won 143-38. to And we've got a great packed lineup for you tonight. A lot of comments going on. Plus, we want to go ahead and mention when Joe is doing the one-chip challenge, when our next Lakers History 101 is, and also when our next NBA observation shows are. So we'll go ahead and talk about that coming up later in the episode. But first up, first man here. Good man indeed, even though he doesn't mute when he puts down his phone. I will tell him he is the madman from Toronto, the magic man. Also as well, the guy who can't get out of Toronto traffic unless he's getting a tattoo of Mamba forever. It is Sean Grice with the awesome Mamba tattoo. Great to have you here. Loving that performance. Thank you so much for being part of our live watch party the whole entire time. You, Joe, Laker Tom, we really had a great time with the game so far. I will mention, though, that the Lakers, with AD out of the lineup, as I had predicted, kind of really hurt on the defensive end. But, my God, they more than made up for it on the offensive end. Yeah, absolutely, Gerald. Um, Defensively, without AD, you thought maybe it'd be the uh, Titanic hitting the iceberg. But it was just more of a leaky boat, so to speak, because the offense kept, (laughs) kept the team from being rudderless. You know, there there were times in this game where it looked like uh, like uh, Joe had stated during uh, during our watch party that the Lakers were 
pretty much disinterested in trying to take the game over. The Spurs gave them opportunity after opportunity. Then the first, you know, 25, 30 minutes, and they decided they, like Joe said, they weren't going to take advantage of it and decided in the middle of the third quarter LeBron had enough and he decided to take over, and that was the end of that. And now we're 7-11, and 11, and that's great. I think um, they can build some momentum from this. I really do, especially with the fact that uh, over this road trip, Beverly got suspended for standing up for a teammate. Uh, Russ gets bloodied here, so it's kind of a kind of a true grit, uh, so to speak, performance by them. Um, looking forward to hopefully coming home and uh, getting a victory on Monday. And that's something I want to go ahead before I send it over to Joe and, and ask your thoughts on it. Uh, Russell Westbrook, even though he had a kind of a mixed bag as far as the game mm-hmm. overall, I will say that he was a good part of their stretches. And actually also Wenyan Gabriel gets a shout out because he did play very well today. Wenyan Gabriel with 15 off the bench, Austin Reeves, six of seven, 16 points. Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook was four of 12, but he did have six assists and eight rebounds, six turnovers. 11 points, though, but it was really when he tried to go up, I guess it was the early first fourth quarter, if I remember correctly, when yep. he went tried to go up strong against Zach Collins and got an elbow on top of the forehead for his troubles, and it, he was bleeding for a while, almost led to a little bit of uh, fisticuffs, but they, he held control. Zach Collins out of the game. Jacob Pirtle, he was actually out of the game earlier with an injury, so that helped the Lakers as far as transition and driving to the basket, but I was glad to see Russell Westbrook keep enough composure. He still got a T, but even though he got hit on the forehead and was bleeding profusely, he was still able to come back and help the Lakers win this game. 100% agreed. After the fact, it, it's it's not going to matter, but I'm going to be very interested in reading after the game what the justification was for giving him that technical, other than the fact that he was just standing up for himself and standing his ground. Um, I, I went back and researched it uh, and watched, and he didn't appear to uh, to um, direct any of his expletives or his ire towards the officials. So if it was just him and Zach Collins manning up one on one, I I don't understand the justification for giving him a T. Collins made the mistake of hitting him in the forehead. Um, I agree with the. Uh, Mr. Soro overall about the um, daintiness, so to speak, of the way the game is called today. and um, But nevertheless, Collins made a mistake. He should have been thrown out of the game. I, I don't see the justification for uh, giving Russ a tech there. Absolutely. I thought it was a little bit bogus, especially the fact that he got hit so hard on the head and was actually bleeding. But Something to look forward to as far as the Lakers. 7-11 now heading into possibly by the end of the month. Best 9 out of 11. 9-11 could be something where they're really starting to turn it up. We'll see. They have two home games coming up against two okay teams. Portland's kind of suffering with the loss of Damian Lillard in the lineup. And then, of course, you have Indiana, who's been uh, pretty promising so far, playing a little bit over their heads. But we'll see what happens there. But also here today to talk about the game. It's a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out today when he gets off of mute as Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. 
a guy who's been munching throughout the program. I know he's been called out for on the chat. He was munching too during our live watch party. It is Joe Soro. Joe, great to have you here, my friend. You have to be encouraged by the better play by the team over the course of the past few days, inspired by the bench that played very strong today. Wenyan Gabriel, I've been hard on him forever. I will give him credit today. He played extremely well, and it could be someone that you might be able to utilize on both ends of the floor continuously. The Lakers shot this well. They need to bottle this performance up on the offensive end to see if they can go ahead and continue that success. I am training for the one chip challenge. So yes. what I'm eating is flaming hot Cheetos, which is a very low key spice mm. with the can of Pepsi, since that was the request for me to do in the last show. So we'll get to that in a minute. I didn't know AD wasn't playing until just before tip off. I was, believe it or not, on a Saturday, I thought I was going to be able to kind of coast into the day a little bit, but business calls as it yeah. usually does uh so i went into the game going Ugh, a little bit but lebron was still playing and i said okay maybe this might be the game he can kind of get loose a little bit because he has been kind of non-lebronish right mm-hmm. until Pirtle started looking like david robinson now, yes. now and george Mikan. Yeah, now the first five minutes of that game, I start getting worried. I'm like, oh, God, they can't get an offensive rebound. This guy keeps getting to the hole. This is is now starting to get scared because this is a game they could not afford to lose. And I really, really desperately wanted that goal 3-0 against the Spurs in eight days. I just – I want that. I just – you know, there's a lot of history there. So, Pirtle gets hurt. I believe he strained his thighs or something. I think it was a quad. Yeah, it was quad, a quad. Yeah. As soon as he started limping, it was a non-contact injury. At first, I was worried because I don't want anybody to get injured for the year or anything like that. And usually non-contact plays like that usually means something tore. I hope nothing tore, and I hope he'll be back soon. But for this game, I was very, very relieved that he – probably wouldn't be coming back. And as soon as that happened, Lakers started making their run. And as the game kind of developed, you saw some, some things go the Lakers way. Obviously LeBron went 10 for 10 from the line. LeBron hit seven of 12 from three. He was playing like LeBron does. And the guys made enough shots to keep things at a distance, even though the Spurs looked like Golden State when they were shooting threes which irritated the hell out of me. So it was a good win. A win you're supposed to have. Back-to-back road wins. One of the, I know I, you know, we tend to criticize the NBA on on things, and I still have a little bit of that when it comes to the disciplinary part. Uh, However, one thing that I do like that they've done is I like these back-to-back road games against the same to save on travel brilliant it's a brilliant brilliant idea and i i really really like it i i would prefer a more regional schedule to make divisions and rivalries matter if you're going to try to enhance the if you're going to enhance the league's enthusiasm for a regular season game 
Now, don't do but, in-season tournaments. I'm not in love with no, that. I'm, no, 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 not tournaments. I want no, in-division rivalries. I want I want to be so tired, and this is what this is the residual of this. I want to be so tired of playing the same team that it becomes a nuisance. That's how the hate begins. Because then you're seeing someone like Luka Doncic, let's say. Let's give that exa- an example. Luka Doncic is a great player. Uh, trying to go for the MVP this year, although I don't know if that's going to happen with the team not being as successful as people anticipated. Um, but in seeing him, a guy like that, whine and cry, uh, that would build some kind of animosity towards the opposite team, let's say the Lakers, and that would create that rivalry. That's what, you know, it's like a good boxing match. A good boxing match is always better when both sides are bickering versus being friends. So the Lakers came into town and smacked the Spurs in their house in back-to-back games, winning their first road game last night and their second road game tonight. That's a good start. You're supposed to win back-to-back road games on back-to-back nights against a bad team. Yeah. So – I am looking forward to Monday if they win that game, which I believe they should. They go into the last game of this month against a team that they owe a little bit of retribution to. And hopefully we can finish 9-11 and and go into December and that first week, first week and a half or so. That's going to, in my book, determine what this team will be going forward this is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse Uh, so you would watch the Tomorrow War before the Matrix yes if you forced me down I was tied into a chair and I had to watch one thing I would say the Matrix Resurrections really funny yeah because of all the cutscenes, i could remember what a good movie was like (laughs) (laughs) well played sir well played yes that's the only reason for the flashbacks to to remind you what a good matrix movie was that's the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts okay wait wait i I can go invisible, right? Because this is this is the absolute worst. You can so, certainly try. Okay, so that is um, uh, that's uh, obver obvination. Ob- ob- <laughs> Close obvers- enough. Ovulation. It's obfuscation. Roll your dice. Okay. So I didn't get anything over a five, but you that can. You are still naked. Oh God. The music stops, and everyone is looking directly at you, oh. judging. Oh God, this is. The prince of the city looks very disappointed in you. Okay, this is worse than the dreams that I have about being naked at work. There has to be something that I can do. Vampires in Vitae, a Vampire the Masquerade actual play podcast, season two, to Pop Culture Cosmos. I just want to say to Got to Be, Got to Be has a right spirit as far as the rivalry he says the rivalries are not relevant these days i get that and i understand you know i've talked about this with the lakers and celtics during the regular season it's just not exactly what it used to be he says the only way is that the nba allows it to get physical again i just don't want them to take that away from the high scoring i love the scoring 
I love in, in baseball. I love the home runs hockey. I love the high scoring. I love the basketball better when it's high scoring. It's more fun. It's more up and down. It's more exciting to watch for casual fans. And also I think for, you know, hardcore fans like us, I just think it's a better product when you have it a higher scoring. It was much more enjoyable. Like, Comparing a, a 90 to 89 game to this tonight, 140, what was it, 143 to 138, I love this high-scoring game. I know that defense is a paramount at times when you need it, but I really like this high-scoring game. Sean, do you have anything you want to add on that? Uh, yeah, Gerald. Um, I would mentioned it in a podcast you had done earlier, but um, – uh, Monty McCutcheon, who's uh, a former NBA ref and, um, to me, one of the best that's ever done it, he's the head of officiating. He did an interview with Howard Beck, and uh, Monty was basically saying the same thing you are, Gerald, that the high-scoring games make it easier for the officials to do their jobs. They're, they're constantly under scrutiny and review, from from New York to do the best job possible. And one of the mandates has been that it's a free-flowing game right now, and yeah. you need to keep the tempo at a certain level and not let fouls and, um, like you said, like overt and, and sort of disruptive physical play interrupt yeah. that. I, again... I understand physical play. I would get the rivals rivalries up. I like got to be you. You're right on that. I think that would get the rivalry part of it up to where you would see more contentious rivalries. I just don't want it to be at the cost of the actual play itself. Cause we, I do not want to go back to the nineties. I really do not want to go back to the nineties with the night slow down 80 to 78 games. Those were a slog and really hard to watch. That's the only thing. I, I don't believe that. I, I believe they were fun to watch. The only uh, so, I so have it. both. Let's have both. Enough of this soft ass. You know, every time you 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 know you gave up, they gave a technical foul for a guy who just got his head bashed in. Even the elbow that came down to Russell Westbrook, it looked unintentional. Okay, if he had went, like, you can tell when someone deliberately does something or does this, okay? If a guy's doing this and landing on a guy's head, I mean, what do you want him to do? It, it just, I I think it's, first of all, the amount of time they spend on these damn reviews, it took them eight minutes, eight Freaking minutes. Stuart even talked about it. Stu's the kind of guy that will c- complain on air to, but not really complain because he doesn't want to, you know, because he tries to kind of stay status quo. But this constant review process needs to stop. This is basketball. Basketball needs to move. You can't stop the damn game for freaking 10, 15 minutes because you guys can't watch a damn monitor it, at a it, normal time. It just kill it kill it kills momentum. It kills momentum. And that's the flow of the game. I don't like I don't like this. This is the high scoring is great. The skill is as high as it's ever been in terms of be, being able to shoot. I mean, the Spurs s- stink. 
but they were making shots left and right. Um, so that's fine. That's great. That's great for the game. But and enough of this. I mean, what do you want? The, you these guys? Some, you know, I don't know. He, he got he got his head bashed in, and you gave him a technical. I mean, come on. This is stupid now. Let let the let the let the I ju- I, re- I really think contact fouls now need to be left to be subjective of the officials during the game instead of a instead of a stringent I, I go ahead Joe I I, I I have to I have to go back to what I've been saying okay there's a difference between calling a foul when you don't when you see it versus when you don't see it remember this Gerald I've said it a few times if a ref if if, if a play happens and a player goes why the hell did you not call a foul and he goes I didn't see it I'm sorry okay. That makes sense. But if a, a ref calls a foul and then you look at the replay and you can clearly see he didn't get hit, why the hell are you calling a foul then? So it's the same concept. It's common sense. The guy's head was gushing. I hadn't seen that much blood on on someone's face and head since Carl Malone elbowed Isaiah Thomas in the eye. That's the most blood I've ever seen since then. Okay? So what do you want Russell Westbrook to do? Get up and go, oh, why why did you do this? Is that what you wanted him to do? You still would have gave him a technical for doing that because he was demonstrative. You know? So I'm just saying, guys, I what, what did LeBron say one time during the playoffs when, when a media guy asked him a stupid question? And then he ran off with his purse. Um, <laughs> do better. He walks off. Uh, that's how I felt when I saw that. <laughs> well, the the fact the fact Sorry. is is that he he should he should really have this technical rescinded. He does have a previous reputation of mouthing off, but he did nothing to either initiate that conflict or escalate it. All he was doing was standing his ground. I think it was a guy that reacted to the fact that his head got split open. I think that's really yeah, that's what a, that's an automatic reaction. Most people would do that. They would it's jump a, up and yeah. It's a defense. It's a defense. It, you can't here. Here's the thing, Joe. You can't you can't punish a guy for a reflex response. The, and, and and the reason why I'm 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 the volume's high on this one is because it's a residual from what the Patrick Beverly situation. Okay, we live in a society where we lack backing up our people. And I'm not mm-hmm. just talking about friends. I'm talking about family, right? You got all these people abusing people. Where are the family members? Where are the family me- Where's the crew? Where's the clan? Where's the tribe? We don't have that anymore. Now we let somebody else deal with it. Well, when you let somebody else deal with it, it never gets dealt with because those guys don't give a crap. Pat Beverly smacked that, that, that little, you know what, DeAndre Ayton for kicking... Uh, Reeves on the ground. What that was a dirt And I'm bag reading moves. people going, "Oh, what a travesty! I can't believe yeah, he hit dirt bag in the back." Moves. I'm dirt like, "Did you watch moves. what that guy did?" So there's a little bit of that. Again, context. Context is not just in sports and what we've watched; it's in general in life. Context plays a big part in interpreting things, guys. You can't just imagine things. Focus on the context, and I think you'll end up having a better 
understanding of things and and being more, I guess, uh, understanding. Yeah, and but that's the only what I can see, think of. See, this this wasn't this wasn't like the the incident with uh, Major League Baseball when um, Piazza's bat broke and Clemens threw it at him. All Russell Westbrook was doing was a reflex response, and he got technical for it. it. It's it's absurd. It was a reaction to getting hit, and you know he didn't even realize it until about a second or two later that he was bleeding. He was reacting to the actual elbow to the head that he received from Zach Collins, and he got up and he charged. He didn't throw a blow. He just got up in his face, and I think that was very disappointing that the refs felt the need to go ahead and give him a tech as soon as they saw the blood streaming down, I mean, again, he didn't even, he wasn't bleeding yet right away. It took about one or two seconds. He was already up in Zach Collins' face as he was bleeding. So I don't know. It just seems like. He didn't even a, swing at him. He didn't even do yeah, anything. He, he just even, got up. He, he just got up in his face and that's all he did. That's it, all he did. And I just don't think it was deserved. As it, far as it, it, I think it's important that this discussion gets, gets, a little bit of moment movement here because it's it, it, it the, the NBA is doing a lot of good things from a skill standpoint, but they need to start getting back to a little bit of common sense in the areas that in the areas uh, in the areas of the emotional part of the game. This is an emotional game. You need to let these guys do their thing. I'm not talking about. Robert Parrish elbowing Lambeer in the in the nose. Okay, okay, I get it. Even though Lambeer deserved it, I get kicking him out for an elbow because it's deliberate. It's obvious. But on a on a you're trying to defend something. It's it's the same issue with you know there was a penalty on the free safety for the for the Steelers this a few weeks ago, and I'm like, are you guys blind? He just hit him with his shoulder underneath the helmet. What do you want him to do? Oh, it's a defensive player, defenseless player. I'm like, how's he defenseless if he's catching the ball, falling backwards? I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I don't get that part. But going back to the game, yes, let's get back uh, to the game. Going back to the game, uh, it's just nice to win. You played two different games in two nights. Magic man, you're on mute. Yes. Uh, you played two different games and you won both games. You won both games on the road. You beat a Spurs team. Yeah, I know I know they're not good, but it's still beating the Spurs in their building. And you're not really a really good team either. So we, we have to take the wins when we can. And I just hope that they can carry this into uh, Monday with uh, AD being a little bit rested. I think this is a perfect game for him to sit, by the way, uh, even though it was kind of sad that he wasn't playing. And then we gotta win on if we win on Monday, we gotta we gotta finish this off on Wednesday and, and get into December at 9-11 and then pray that we can win a couple of games that we were not supposed to win during that week and a half. And uh I guess pray to the to to all the gods of all religions that that Rob Palinka has some kind of skill set that materializes and brings this brings this team some 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 people that can help. Well, the thing is, though, you got to be impressed with something that Derek Grimsley uh, actually mentioned in our chat. The world's best Lakers chat right there for you at the Lakers fast break. Once again, the Lakers do win 143 to 138. But he mentioned the consistency so far this season for 
not only Lonnie Walker, but Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves is about 38% and from the behind the three-point line. And tonight, he was uh, very good at one of two. Didn't take a whole bunch of shots from behind the three. But hey, six out of seven from the field, 16 points. A very solid performance from him. And Lonnie Walker, he played much stronger in the second half. Seven to ten overall, three of five from three, and 19 points. This is the kind of output you need. Schroeder with his best game as a Laker, returning Laker, 21 points, three of four from three. I think that, and also six assists on top of that. If you can get this kind of performance beyond what you get from LeBron and AD, Sean, I think that's much more than we should be asking. I think that's really, really something special, especially the consistency so far from Lonnie Walker and Austin Reeves from outside. Uh, absolutely, Gerald. I mean, uh, within reason, if uh, all four of those guys uh, keep contributing, then, I, yeah, that's going to be um, kind of the the icing on the cake. Um, we didn't expect this kind of uh, consistency from three from Lonnie Walker. Uh, he hasn't demonstrated it previously in his NBA career. I mean, he's been a streaky shooter. Um, <clears throat> but he's really showing out this year for, for us. So good for him. Um, man, Austin Reeves is just a smart basketball player. It's, that's basically what it comes down to. He's, he, he's able to, I'm not sure whether it's just instant chemistry. He tries to, uh, have with people out on the floor or if it's a combination of understanding what guys do in practice and then seeing it uh, um, happen uh, in the game. But he's definitely improved, Gerald, as far as, you know, especially in transition. Last year, he's a bit tentative, I thought, about running or, you know, making decisions. But he seems to be um, just making smart basketball plays, Gerald. And that's all you can ask for somebody out there on the floor. One of the things uh, that was mentioned by Richard, and once again, the Lakers did win 143-138. to 138. It is the Lakers' fast break. Joe, I know Richard gave you a shout-out on that. Is it him, or t- should Thomas Bryant have played more in this game? Uh, Defensive-wise, interior, obviously we're going to miss AD. That was no, no doubter, but I know Thomas Bryant had three blocks, but he still had some points, just like Wenyan Gabriel, where they gave up a lot inside, even though they did have blocks. I mean, Thomas Bryant, nine points, four rebounds, three block shots. He was still a plus two. Wenyan Gabriel did have a great game, 15 points, two block shots, and three rebounds, but five of eight overall from the field. I think overall, I think, again, it was about what I expected as far as on the defensive end, but on the offensive end from each, I was pleasantly surprised. I I believe that Thomas Bryant managing of minutes is due to his knee injury. Yeah. Uh, Tom had mentioned, Laker Tom 18 minutes tonight, just to let you know. He was in kind of bewilderment on why Thomas didn't play yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know either until I started really thinking about it. And I go, well, it could be that they're they're kind of managing his minutes so they don't push him too much. It could be a a deficiency in, in certain spots of the game, which makes sense. His vertical game is is probably not what what it needs to be, but one thing that Thomas does is he, he's he's a good shot maker, uh, and he he's he's got a lot of enthusiasm and he's a very good chemistry guy. 
So I would ask that question probably in about two or three months. If, if this particular, if his minutes are, are regulated the way they are now in two to three months, it might be something else that we're not seeing during practice or something like that. I don't know, but I feel like he, he's, he's productive when he's in there and, and especially on the offensive end. Uh, what I haven't seen him do is really shoot threes. And I'm kind of wondering about that. I don't know if he's getting enough. I don't know if there's enough spacing for him to do that. I don't know really what offense can, can, can be done where he, he, you could take advantage of that. LeBron has been out for a few weeks and, and that could have played a part in it. So I think when AD comes back and you put Thomas Bryant in with LeBron run the point, you might see that a little bit more. We'll, we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, we'll have to wait indeed. Absolutely. And yeah. one thing I'm, I'm, I'm seeing, uh, uh, Sean said that Austin Reeves is playing real well. I think and, and some to some degree that's an understatement because I watch these guys and how they move. Uh, Austin Reeves has fundamentally advanced himself after the slow start at the beginning of the year. Uh, I actually anticipated him coming in to the year doing what he's been doing this last 10 games. So maybe he just needed to get, you know, going a little bit because he is an extremely smart player and he's, his dribbling skills have advanced considerably and he's able to kind of get ahead of his man uh, on his first step, which is, you know, never, n- nothing. I, I, I didn't expect that. No. Uh, no. Lonnie Walker, <clears throat> the last seven games, has averaged almost 20 points a game, shot 46% from three, and is 52% from the field. That is a very, very, very interesting stat line. Uh, and all the more reason that this team, this organization, needs to really analyze some things. Should we finish the, the, the month 9 and 11? There's This has to... They have to understand what they have and how how this team could compete should AD and LeBron be healthy towards the end of the year. It's it's going to get interesting. It's it's going to get interesting, and I think we're going to have a lot to talk about here in the next two weeks because I think this is a pivotal moment in the season. I know it's early, but for the Lakers, because because of, of the start that they had. I think, honestly, I think December 1 through th- through 15 is going to be the most important part of the season for them. Well, definitely it will be a very important part this upcoming you know trip where they go east and they play a lot of Eastern Conference teams. That comes in early December. Uh, good question by Ryan as far as who should he pick up for fantasy basketball this week. I know that uh, as far as on the Lakers – you could probably, if you, Lonnie Walker is available in your league, you might want to consider picking up to go ahead and be as far as a good utility player for your team. I think that's probably someone I would point out first and foremost on the team. Then also as well, when it comes to many players in the league, if you don't have Ben Matherin on your team as of yet, because he is coming off the bench, you should pick him up because he's playing like one of the best rookies that's out there. He'll, we'll be seeing a better look at him when Indiana comes and plays the Lakers at the crypt on Monday. So looking forward to that. And with, with you, with the fact that it comes to Portland, that's who plays later this week against the Lakers. You know, the fact that Damian Lillard has been out of the lineup. So if you do not have some of those players that have been picking up the slack for Portland right now, look for them in your fantasy basketball league. So go ahead and go and make sure you 
pick up those players right now because there's still a lot of injuries out there and a lot of players that are covering the slack for that. So beware of that. But it is the Lakers fast break. It is Gerald Glassford along with Joe Soro and the magic man, Sean Grice. Sean, who is not muting when he puts down his phone until it's too late. I have a question for you, my friend. I want to go ahead and ask you as far as what was mentioned earlier, because I know it was given a shout out to you from Johnny 2K6 and appreciate Johnny and everybody in the best Lakers chat room that's out there. 58% overall, 51 from three, 86.5% today cannot be sustained. I don't think you're going to be able to sustain that, but if you can get, I know the 86% are close to it when the Lakers are an 80% free throw and shooting team, that's close to sustainable. The 51% for the worst three-point shooting team in the league, no. But, you know, if you can get to a point where they get to a 33, a 34, or maybe even the 35% as a team, that looks a lot better. And overall, if you can keep the transition going and the pace up like they did today, and I told you that before the game, that was a key, transition, 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 push that pace, then that 50% mark, is attainable on an what was that you said basis. i didn't hear you the first transition time. transition transition there you go yeah 100 percent, gerald um and you know <clears throat> johnny uh that was a great question i think in spurts that'll happen lebron is a streaky three-point shooter when he makes two or three especially like especially the long distance ones like when when lebron trey young and stiff Steph Curry are feeling it from, you know, 35 feet and out. They, these are just some of the streakiest guys in the world. They can they can hit them and hit them with frequency. Um, Lonnie Walker uh, shot the three pretty well last night. So I think in spurts, some guys will uh, will shoot better than, uh, than our overall averages. Um, but I don't think it's sustainable. Not with this roster. I think if you, if you, as Joe has been pleading for, if you just make a, a GD trade and just decide that you're going to upgrade the roster, I think that uh, you could, like Gerald said, you could potentially go from a, from a 33, 34% from beyond the our team to maybe you uptick it to 37, 38. I don't think that's unreasonable or out of the question. If, if there is an upgrade in talent. I think the the 50% is the one I think that they should focus on the most because if yes. you get close to 50%, that means you're taking a lot of easy shots. Yes. And that means to me that the transition game is going, the pace is going, you're getting a lot of points inside the paint. The Lakers as a 50% three-point shooting team, that's not sustainable. I'm not going to sit here and tell everybody differently, especially with the track history of most of the players on the Lakers roster when we really only have statistically two average or above average. And no, I'm not counting Max Christie at 54% because he hasn't taken enough. I am counting Austin Reeves and Lonnie Walker as the only two statistically decent three-point shooters we have right now on the team. If LeBron can start shooting anywhere near what he shot today, maybe things will look a little different. But the thing is, transition to me is the key. Joe, I mean, what does you think as far as like you said, if they close these this month out strong, if they win these next two games, 9-11, heading into that very, very daunting task of that Eastern Conference road trip, 
what do you think they need to do in order to make sure that they can't at least be competitive, maybe break even in that Eastern Conference road trip? They can't play low IQ basketball. Low IQ basketball is dumb turnovers. You know, you won a game where you had 22 turnovers last night. You won a game where you allowed 135 points tonight. You can do that against the Spurs, but you can't do that against a, even a marginal mid, mid-tier mid team. I, I am a firm believer that if you're a professional basketball player, you should not play stupid basketball. You should be able to control stupid mistakes. You're a professional. If you're getting beat because the guy's faster than you, can jump higher than you, more skilled than you, you can tell the difference when a team is more skilled than you. What I don't like is I don't like shooting yourself in the foot when you don't have to. Taking chances, you can even give that a chance. Sometimes you go for the ball, they get the steal. Now it's a four-on-five you know, game. The guys find the open guy, it's a three. Okay, I get it. You were trying to get the ball. If you got the ball, you had the steal, you're going to get two points. Makes sense. But there were too many, even in this game, there were too many just not smart basketball plays. And that's the stuff that bothers me. Because there are some there are players in on this team that should not be making those, those kind of mistakes. So they got to go in here. <clears throat> they have a couple days off here. Uh, I should say a day off. And really focus on ending these next two games this this month, using these as, all right, guys, we got to start ramping up and really, really focus. Because Indiana's not a bad team, guys. This is not going to be a cakewalk. Uh, and they always play us well at home, too. And then you got Portland. If I don't know if Lillard's going to be back. Uh, if he's not, I hope, I hope not. Um, they, they probably have a better chance without him there. But you got to... You got to play smart basketball. You got to, you just can't make mistakes uh, game in and game out. You know, keep it to 10 to 13 turnovers a game and don't, no more, no more 18 to 22 turnovers a game. That's just, you're just calling it, you're just setting yourself up really, really badly with this hole that you put yourself in. Uh, they have improved on at the free throw line. That has saved them in so many ways. I uh, can't, I can't explain it. Take, take too long, too many numbers, but they keep that up. They're, they're going to win a lot of games because of it. And it's important. And that's what I'm going to be looking for. I'm going to be looking for, you know, this is probably going to be Tom's favorite game with Indiana. No gonna, style, no style points anymore. Just win. Miles Turner bowl. Don't care. Don't care the, how you win. Just win. Actually, we should have a drinking game. How many times will Tom during our live watch party and also the show after, if he, if he appears on it, will mention Miles Turner. I got half a bottle of Jim Beam that says it'll be empty by the time the I, game I, is I over. I think should the over, the over under should be 30. I'm, just I'm, I'm, I'm down for it. I'm down for that. If he does that, I'll, I'll, I'll probably, uh, you know, I think you should do, I think we'll do that. We're going to have a live drinking game for, Tom on that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, Derek. Zero turnovers will work. We probably win a lot of games that way. Eddie says seven. Eddie, if you knew Laker Tom and how much he's in love with 
Miles Turner right now, I'm going to probably say that's not even close. If Tom, if Tom could run to anyone's arms on a beach right so now, let's, let's, it would let's, be – That's not his wife. Let's talk about Indiana, and I'm not going to go into the trade thing. I already discussed that before we got on air. I'm not going to go that route because we've been talking too much about it. But Indiana has a nice core here. Why, why, why? Why not Alburn? You got this rookie sensation that they have. <laughs> Come on. I mean, if I'm management, I'm trying to build around young studs, and they they, they have a few. Yeah. Why would you want to trade? I mean, I know that uh, he's up for an extension, Miles Turner, and he's playing, coincidentally, the best basketball of his NBA career. Hmm. Have we ever seen that before with a player in his contract year? But – they are 11 and 7. They're fourth in the Eastern Conference. I wouldn't be trading right now if I were them. I wouldn't be wanting to tank right now if I were them. I'd be wanting to go ahead and compete in the Eastern Conference. Don't you agree? Uh, I know I like to win. I'm not a big tank guy, at least not when it comes to wins and losses. I would I wouldn't I wouldn't trade anyone on that team. I'd start building the team off that. And it looks like that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. I think right now, especially that they're playing a little bit above their heads, but you know what? They may keep it rolling. We've seen Sacramento so far doing well. We see Indiana playing at a level 11 and seven right there for you. Some of the teams like the jazz and the trailblazers have come a little bit back to the pack after their hot starts, but they're still at 11 and eight and 12 and nine. So they're still very competitive in the Western Conference. So surprise teams, which includes the Indiana Pacers, who, is, who are coming on Monday to the crypt to face off against the Los Angeles Lakers. So we'll definitely go ahead and talk about that during the live watch party. But, oh, my gosh, the chat, you've been great tonight. But, guys, before we head on out, the one last thing I really want to accentuate is something that Sean Grice has been lauded for already several times in the chat, and that is the third quarter. So one of the few times this third quarter, I want both you and Joe to talk about it, Sean, is the third quarter that we actually played well and outscored the San Antonio Spurs 36-29. to Your thoughts on this? What changed as far as the adjustments? The, do you think that there was a better, I guess, uh, I guess emphasis on some, some really great instruction by Darvin Ham? coming out of the locker room, just something seemed different when the Lakers came out for that third quarter tonight. Yeah, it's Gerald. That that's, that's interesting. I'll, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait for uh coach Ham's uh, perspective on that before I make a, make a final analysis. But what I, what I really saw was uh, an effort to play together and, 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 and try very hard to limit what what they were doing well offensively in that second quarter, because like you said, Gerald, we got outscored in the first and the fourth. So we, we really needed to come out and execute there in the third after having a, a pretty good second. Um, I, I, I felt like the, uh, to be honest, Spurs missed a, a few shots that they, they, I think they normally would have made um, in the first half, but uh Hey, that's that's the way the the ball bounces. Sometimes I thought the energy was different, and like you said, I think uh, I think we'll find out that uh, there was some kind of different communication or uh, strategy with Coach Ham and 
and calling out sets, but it was really great to see. And uh, they held a team in the third quarter to under 30 points, and they should be applauded for that because not only have they been outscored, they've been outscored badly in third. Absolutely. And I know Eddie brought up a good point is if, if we keep winning, does that mean no trades? We're sixth at best with the current team. Yeah. I think that we're seventh or eighth at best because I don't want to, I know we're, we're winning now for the most part, but that's against bad teams. How do we look against the Suns the other day? You you got to look at that, even though LeBron was not in the lineup. I, I just want to say that right now we need to upgrade the roster still. I don't want to put the cart in front of the horse and say, okay, everything's great and dandy. I think that's something we need to go ahead and still focus on is improving the depth on this roster, especially against how we match up with good teams. Joe's already said he's got a great concern as far as the early part of next month with this Eastern Conference road trip and how we'll look against that. So I really think what Eddie is pointing to is that we still need some moves made before we go ahead and say, you know what, the Lakers are really back as a major contender in the Western Conference. If they stayed healthy, they have a shot at the plan, especially with the way AD's playing and if LeBron plays healthy throughout the year. They need two, probably three guys to have a shot at competing for a title. Uh-huh. And it's going to be very difficult to acquire that without either help from a third or fourth team uh-huh. in a trade or mortgaging the future. And my interpretation of this is, <laughs> let's say... uh Let's say there's a tactical plan here. Can't guarantee that with what we've seen in the past. But waiting on when the shoe will drop, which team will finally say, look, we're going to try to get what we can get. And then, you know, have John pick up the stuff and deliver it to him. (laughs) Also here today, talk about the game. Just popped in indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today on his own YouTube channel. Please subscribe to the John McCallion channel as soon as you can. After, of course, you subscribe to us as well. It is John McCallion, a great victory by the Lakers. Offensively, one of their actually their by, by far their best output of the season. No AD in the lineup, John, but still on the offensive end, no problem for the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, I heard drinking game, and I had to jump on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're, we're talking. We're talking about on Monday on our live uh, watch party. Every we were guessing over under thirty that every time that Laker Tom will mention Miles Turner. So we're going to do a drinking game. So every time Laker Tom mentions Miles Turner, right there for you in the live watch party, we're going to go ahead and drink about that. So take a drink, see how many times, and maybe we'll even do it on this show as well on the back end if he's part of the post game as well. So. Yes, but your thoughts on tonight's game, my friend. I was really impressed by LeBron's play because I wasn't expecting him to, you know, score 40 points. Granted, it is the Spurs, but at the same time, the way he was moving, the way he was, you know, doing alley-oops and dunking, um, you know, he seemed he seems like he's re- he's in really good shape. Um, I like the fact that they didn't play AD, you know, to get him some rest. And, um, man, that Westbrook thing where he got, you know, he started bleeding from the face, that was crazy. I was actually watching the post game, and um, I think it was Dave, Mc- Dave McNeminen. Um, he asked Coach Ham, um, 
you know, this is, you know, last couple of games we've seen Pat Bev stand up to uh, Austin Reeves and LeBron stand up for Westbrook. But do you guys really consider that as LeBron stepping up for Westbrook? Well, if he does, then, oh, my God, LeBron fought somebody and suspend him for three <laughs> games because yeah, of this exactly. whack ass, soft ass freaking league. The guy didn't even hit the guy or swing no, at him. No, he just stood up to he him. He just That's stood up all. and, and the, like, what the hell did you do to my face? And he got a tech. Yeah. It's 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 stupid. It's a stupid – and I don't care if they rescind the tech. It's stupid ball that we see all the time that needs to stop. Jesus, just – refs, get a clue. Adam Silver, I, fix this, please. Come on. And I'm sure some people in San Antonio are saying, was that really a, a flagrant two if he wasn't bleeding? I mean, it, 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 no, was it still, wasn't. No, it no. wasn't. I, I agree with that. He didn't, it didn't look like he went it wasn't there and went like this. No, it was it actually didn't look his, intentional. He, no. no, his elbow was just coming across. I was, he was raising his hand yeah. and it did not look intentional. So, I mean, if it wasn't, if he wasn't bleeding, he probably wouldn't be given a, a, a flagrant two to, to begin with. But then you give, you know, on top of that, Russ attack for just standing up in the guy's face. That was just really not done. That, that was just awful. And then you got, like you said, LeBron, if he goes and helps out or he starts chewing the guy out, just the same thing. Then you got him kicked out of the game. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, what good can you say? And then of course, because they have a lousy reputation with the refs, you're going to give him extra games on the suspension after that. John. Yeah, no, I, um, you know, it's, it's his previous history um, as a recidivist um, for just just mouthing off to officials, you know, it, it catches up to these guys eventually. It There's, does, it does. Yeah, it's, it's like maybe not the first couple criticisms get to you. You can get, kind of push through that as professional. But when these guys are on you, about 50 times in a three-hour span, eventually they're just going to get – it's the, the boy who cried wolf. And unfortunately, because of their reputation, guys like Beverly and Westbrook, they, they don't get the benefit of the doubt. They haven't earned it. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. No, they haven't. But uh, I will say just for a fact that the Lakers are now 7-11. Things are looking a little bit better. The offense was humming. The offense, that was such a trouble spot for us at the beginning of the season. John, do you think that they can go ahead and sustain anywhere near this kind of offensive output? Because that's been brought up in the chat earlier. I'm not expecting 58%, 51% from three, 58% overall. But if they can get it anywhere near like 50% overall from the field and maybe 35, 36 from three on a consistent basis, I think that's a step in the right direction. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I was going to say the same thing. If they can, you know, stay around 35% with three-point average, uh, which is, I believe, the league um, the league average, and around, you know, hovering around 50% for the, you know, for field goals overall, I think they'll be in good shape because, you know, these last few games, they've come out, you know, they've played against some some weak teams who can't really play defense. So, you know, it's, it's to be expected that they shot well, but at the same time, you know, they're going to start playing some better teams that, you know, play better defense. So that average is going to come down for sure. Absolutely. Well said, my friend. And once again, the Lakers do win 143 to 138. Very high scoring game. Joe, on Monday, I expect AD to be back in the lineup against Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. And of course, everyone there at the Indiana Pacers. You know, it looks like for now that they can take two more games before the end of the month and really start looking strong or more of a contender as we head east after that. Your thoughts on these games coming up before we head on out? I predicted eight and twelve to finish the month. Uh, I'm worried about Monday's game. Uh, I think Lillard might not be there on Wednesday, so I think that might be a little easier. Mm-hmm. But I'm worried about Indiana. Mm-hmm. Indiana, Miles Turner is going to want to do a little uh, show for the Lakers. Show them what they keep why they're waiting huh. and the, the Lakers need to be ready. Uh, if we get AD the last five games, not counting tonight and LeBron playing like tonight, I think we win it, but we're going to need both of those. And, you know, Austin and, and Lonnie Walker have been playing r- ridiculously efficient. What is I mean, more sustainable to you? The way that uh, Lonnie Walker and Austin Reeves have been playing, or the way that AD and LeBron have been playing? You get, uh, well, LeBron is not. If LeBron is, if the if the two weeks off reinvigorated him, we might see this LeBron for another week or so, um, until we get to the to the you know the top tier teams. Uh, I don't think anybody in the league can stop AD. Doesn't matter if it's a High-end team, low-end team. AD is just on a on a on a on a warpath right now. Uh, if he continues, if he finishes the season, let's say playing seventy-three games, he and he continues his current pace, you're looking likely at the defensive player of the year because I think he ends up winning the, the rebounding title and the mm-hmm. shot blocking title. Uh, and I'm gonna be watching the Steelers title too. His his skill set is ridiculous. LeBron, I know he's trying to beat Kareem's record. If his groin doesn't pop, I think we got a good <laughs> I think we got a good setup there. Uh if Lonnie Walker and Austin, well, they're young guys. They're supposed to play like this. Imagine now if those guys were coming off the bench. Because the three players that this team needs would be starters if they want to compete for a title. And if Lonnie Walker and Austin are coming off the bench with Russell Westbrook, which likely won't be here because he'll be a part of those three coming in, then those guys will be the six to seven guys. And that's that's the only way I see this team competing for a title. They have to get three guys that are likely starters, at least two of them. And then the third one would be the eighth guy, the seventh guy, the sixth guy, however, the eight-man rotation for for the for the stretch run. Definitely looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. Uh, Sean, 
Uh, you've been a great part of our coverage tonight. Truly appreciate it. I know you're on the East Coast. You've been really uh, pretty much a trooper for being on the coverage both last night and tonight. Any thoughts overall on the Lakers so far this weekend? We had to have these two games, and we definitely got them tonight. Yes, we did, Gerald. We we needed these two by hook or by crook, whatever it took. Um, now, now we're seven and eleven. That rhymed. <laughs> that was the point. Went on um, a limb there, Joe. Uh, <laughs> What'd you call me? I said went on a limb there, Joe. What anyway, uh, yeah, the indie game. That's. I'm not. It's not really a trap game because Indies Indies a really decent team and they have. It's really their offense is um, is is it's different. Let's just put it that way. Um, you know, Halliburton leads the league in assists. Nobody nobody had that penciled in this year at all. Um, you know, a wing point running the offense for the Pacers is leading the league in assists. Um, so it's going to be a tricky game. Like Joe said, I have confidence that they'll win it though. I feel, I feel pretty good about it. If AD's playing, um, but, uh, I had eight and 12 at the end of the month too, as Joe did. Um, you know, I, I think you're eight and 12 all of a sudden after that old five and start you're eight and seven over the past 15, you're, you're a completely different team. So that's positive for me. But the team needs a nice confidence boost heading mm -hmm. east to playing some, uh, you know, yep. they're playing some of the best teams in the NBA coming up on this Eastern road trip. That's, that's something I think we need to keep in perspective. And you, in order to go ahead and play with confidence, especially on the road, with some, again, some of the best teams in Eastern conference, John, I, I think that you need to close out this month at nine 11. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, we need to get as close to 500 as we can because, you know, we, we, we've had some, you know, easy, although we started the season, the season where I have a tough schedule, you know, we're playing some easy teams now, but it's going to get tough again. So we need, you know, with some type of buffer. So whenever we do play, you know, some, some of the top teams in case we do lose, then, you know, we have that buffer. Absolutely. I agree with you on that. I, I will, I will say this, Gerald, I, I realized that, um, that uh, as far as the East Coast goes, it look it does look a little rough, but uh, to be perfectly fair, well, right Zangerstein now, has it the best. It is brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. You're don't, don't don't say a little tough because that's that's uh, <laughs> well, recording it. Well, the the back the back end as far as the back end goes, it's 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 not as tough as the front end because. You have the Pistons, you have the Sixers, the Pistons uh, as a buffer there. Right now, well, the 76 Sixers are, are, are actually uh, still competitive in the Eastern Conference, even without Joel Embiid. Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're also missing Tyrese Maxey and James yes. Harden. So yes. But they could have Embiid back by then. Yes, uh, and I understand that's going to be a tough game, but they're they're – there are a couple games here where even though the Lakers are going to be going in as underdogs, it's it's not as. Uh, and the um, Wizards with the Kuzma, the Battle of the Kuzmas. There you oh go. yeah, we're well, we're gonna have to enjoy that Kuzma performance. Yeah, the, the Kuzma revenge game. I yeah. suspect he'll be like the other night where he'll score thirty, but be one for ten from behind the three, <laughs> like he was last week. 
So he's uh, been know, playing I'm, well outside of the three. I don't bet, but ladies and gentlemen, if you bet a pro line or whatever you bet on, Gerald just gave you some gold there because I, I think that's true. I think Kuzma could score 30, go one for 10 from 30 beyond point, the point, Yeah, 30 points, 15 uh-huh. rebounds, but one for 10 from it's behind the three. It's a good prop three. bet. Yeah, that's what he he's been shooting lousy from behind the three, but he's been playing well overall. So I got to give him credit for for going ahead and advancing his career. He comes up as a major trade target for a lot of teams out there simply because of his success as a inside rebounder and of course what he's doing as a defender as well. But guys, it's been a great conversation. Looking forward to more great stuff. But before we head on out, uh, I do want to mention Gary <laughs> says the Lakers are three and fifteen in December already. <laughs> Already doom and gloom. We're trying to bring some positivity after I know we get accused of bring a lot of negativity, but we bring you a lot of realism on this show. Pretty much we call it like we see it. Right now, we're going to be calling a lot of positivity because the Lakers are playing well. And Gary's dropping the three and fifteen this in December. Do you think it's gonna be that bad, Joe? <laughs> He's I, I don't I, I don't think it's gonna be that bad. No, you you got a you got AD playing like an MVP, LeBron is LeBron, Lonnie Walker, Austin. These are young guys. I don't see any reason why they can't at least play at 75% of what they've been playing the last seven games. I'm not expecting those guys to be shooting 46% from three for the next 30 games, but I will, I would like 37% at least or 38. Uh, No, I don't see them. The only way they go three and 15 is if something happens to AD and LeBron then we're in trouble. I agree. Um, What I'm, what I'm waiting for is how this organization is going to interpret the forward thinking of this season. Well, we don't even play 18 games in December. We only play 16. Well, I think he was still projecting a very bad month for the Lakers. I'm hoping not, but I can see the level of concern, not only for Lakers fans, but for us here at the Lakers fast break, it is something to be concerned about, but you know what? Using the Laker Tom philosophy, which is Lake, Lakers win at all costs, no matter even if the odds are against us, I still think the Lakers can come out of the, the maybe a if they come out of it eight and eight. Even. Yeah, if they come out of it eight and eight, five hundred. Joe no, says no. No, no, no. You guys are killing me. You're gonna go Joe's every month that. with this crap with this five hundred garbage. No, well, no. Well, okay, so no. what do you think they're gonna do next month? It has what nothing do to do with what I think. No, no, I'm, I'm not placing any we're, bets. We're not. not we have no, no. We have. He's asking have to, you a we, question. This team though. needs to ramp up, guys. This team needs to start. Okay, so, competing. what do you think they will do? What do you believe? I I don't know yet. Uh, that's not a. We're not in a position to understand that yet. Okay. Okay. LeBron's growing needs to ramp up. But if you're going to keep going, <laughs> next thing you know, you're going to go into January. Well, if they finish seven and eight, and then all of a sudden it's February. Well, if we can get to nine and eight, I'm like, do you realize that? You know, the season ends like a month later. Like, what? what, what is this constant 500 mediocrity? No. But when you hear Gary A saying now that the 30 and 13, he stands correct. Hey, yeah. I think, I, think Gary, I think Gary's playing a, a, you know, a game with you guys. And you guys aren't. I think Gary's a Clippers fan. Uh, God rest your soul, man, for, for that. Um, well, the talk, talk about, a, talk about a team that's not winning jack squat. Talk about a team that hasn't won jack squat and will never win jack squat. Anyways, the the Lakers <laughs> the Lakers are in TBA mode right now to be announced, mm-hmm. and that will 
there's going to be two things that we're going to we're going to know within the next three weeks. Can this team continue to build chemistry? Can the young guys know their roles? Continue to enforce their roles into the, into the into the two stars of the team, three stars if you want to include Westbrook. But there's still too many boneheaded plays made by this team. I this need, it needs to stop like now while they go into this next stretch run. If they don't, it won't look good going into mid-December. And if mid-December hits, we're going to get some activity that's going to be allowed. But I don't know if it's enough for teams in the league to go, oh, shoot, we stink. I think it's time to unload. because will be on high alert. The NBA is not baseball. I don't know where this came from. I don't know where this came from. I, I don't understand... Did you guys forget what the NBA has been the last 30 years? When when did when do when does the NBA go, ah, they have a Max Scherzer and go, you know what? We want to rebuild. You know, a Max Scherzer would be, let's say, someone like who's who's got a good player right now and, and, and might stink. Uh uh the well, OKC is bobbing up and down. Okay, Shea. Shea. Okay, let's say Shea, right? So let's say OKC. And their 86 first-round picks aren't enough, okay? <laughs> they want 98. That would be a Max Scherzer trade, right? Now, what are they going to want for him? You know, and what are they going to do? They're going to go, what's the what's the rhyme now, Sean, since you're a rhyme guy? What's the rhyme, what's the rhyme for Wen Binyamba? By hook or by crook. By hook or by crook, go for Wen Binyamba? Something Anyways. like that. Anyways, I'll, I'll think of something when we're off air. By, by hook or by crook, whatever it took. Okay, good. So, and, and sending Wenbanyama to Oklahoma City, how's that going to help the league? Those guys can't afford that guy, and they can't afford to do what? What are they going to do? Oh, Is he going to be the next Duncan, where he'll <laughs> revive a small market? Yeah, you, you, can't, you can't have 40 national games in Oklahoma City. No, no. That's what you Because they actually have a good fan base, but... The key here, guys, is there's so many keys that we have to wait to see what keys will work. And right now, we don't know that. I got to see it. I got to see what this management will do when they see what this team is in two weeks or three weeks. Well, we'll see indeed. But before we head on out, the Lakers did win 143 to 138. We'll be back on Monday for a live watch party starting at the traditional 7.30 time for the Lakers. I want to go ahead and mention that again, that the Lakers will be playing Indiana. And they'll be at, of course, the wonderful Crypt. But before we head on out, I want to mention our schedule for this upcoming week. So I wanted to mention that we're going to not only have, on Tuesday, looking forward to NBA observations. On Thursday... Class will be in session as we head back, students, to Lakers Fast Break University on Thursday for Lakers History 101. I do want to mention as well that Joe has a one-chip challenge. He has purchased said one-chip. And Joe, I'm going to leave it up to you. He wants this thing to get viral. He wants this thing to go ahead and get noticed. So I leave it up to you, Joe, or advice from our wonderful chat out there. Should we do it on its own separate program or part of our Monday post game? It Let could be Monday. If it arrives tomorrow, we can do it Monday. 
if for some reason it arrives Monday and we're, it's not here during the show, we can uh, we can do it Wednesday. I don't want to. I, I want this to be a part of the the game day stuff. Uh, I don't think we need to separate it from that because the, the only reason why don't uh, the, our, our our crowd is here to listen to us talk about the game. The chip challenge was just something that got thrown into this, and I just said sure. Um, what is I'm the wing challenge start. after that, though? Is the wing challenge? The wing on? challenge would. We were almost there. Uh, if if they had beaten Phoenix, we would have been there last night. Uh, but we have to wait for a five uh, a five uh, game winning streak. Okay. What if the chip that, rice cracks? What the, that's what the bet was. Okay. All right. What, what if the chip rice okay. cracks? What, what, what am I speaking Irish here or what? Well, it's it's, it's Gaelic. It's not Irish. It's Gaelic. You got this, Joe. The chip has no chance against your digestive enzymes, says Johnny. Oh, uh, no way. <laughs> the I only agree. problem is it, it, it turns your mouth black. That's the problem. It's oh, did you buy black. the black one, Joe? Yeah, because I didn't want to buy the off-cuff one, and I'm like, you know, people are like, hey, is this real? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a Dorito instead? <laughs> I'm going to yeah. open it live. You'll see the black chip. It won't be a Tostito. <laughs> and I'll probably break it so I can put it all in my mouth. I'm not going to eat it like Shaq where half of it fell out. You know, Trader um, Joe's has those ghost pepper ones that really aren't that spicy. No, they weren't. No, I've heard it. It is excruciating pain when it hits the stomach and the day after, like Taco Bell. <laughs> I, don't eat, and, and I haven't eaten Taco Bell in 25 years. Oh my god! I just had some tonight. In well, and when out. I found in, out, in one end, out the other. When oh, I found John, out, they, John, John with the comment of the night. When I found out, they literally served <laughs> in their whatever the hell it was. I, I said, yeah, that's not going to work for me. That's best go. case scenario. Um, I gotta go ahead and mark yeah. that one. So, sorry, I have to use the word. Jeez. That's okay, I'll. You know, I'm here to bleep whenever necessary on our program. It's better than some of the other words you've used. Uh, you guys should hear him on the uh, watch party because he says this stuff all the time at our live watch party. So unfiltered Joe is there on, on our live watch party. Hey, look, so. a, a, a curse word is supposed to accentuate a, a, a delivery Greater of, a, point. of a message. And that it does. That I'm not sitting there going, F and, uh, you want to F and do this? <laughs> no, no, come on. Uh, we're going to eat, the, I'm going to eat the chip. I know it's gonna hurt. Uh, I'll be prepared. I'll prepare my stomach for so Monday's post game. Must get Monday's post game. Should it arrive, I will. I'm sure I'll find out probably by tomorrow if it if it's close. It's probably gonna come Monday before the show, anyways. We'll take the we'll take the challenge. And don't we'll forget. See... Uh, don't forget to buy milk. Yes, uh, I already have. I, I have something better. Okay, and eat, I'll have something uh, better eat before eat before you go ahead and do it. I'll have something better to prepare the stomach. And then I just want to make sure that I just want to make sure that it's entertaining. Okay. That's all that matters. Entertainment. What this man does for your entertainment is great. Indeed. People love this crap. Yeah. I see it. I see it on YouTube. I see the number of views. So what's his name? Uh, Stoney, Matt Stoney. That guy's got 16 million followers. Oh my God. And can I borrow a million? His uh, his his challenges the last year have been terrible too. He doesn't finish any of it, and he's just his numbers still go up. That's yeah, his reputation. Yeah, it's crazy. 
Pepper X, Pepper X. I know that's the hottest pepper known right now to man. So hopefully we could go ahead and get anything close to that in Joe's uh, mouth for the one chip challenge. So looking forward to that. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah, no, uh, Gerald, uh, I understand. I understand wanting to accentuate your your culinary um, menus. Yes. However, like in or what do people are think they're going to accomplish by consuming something so hot? You're not going to be able to see through time, no matter how hot it is. (laughs) You're not going to be able to levitate. You're not going to be able to make the Statue of Liberty disappear. So what are we hoping to accomplish? The, the, the thing is, people will do anything for attention. Well, not everybody. Yes, okay. yes. You, you have, you have a, a society that's talentless in, in many directions. The easiest thing to do, the easiest way to get attention is to do stupid crap. To be a professional buffoon. To be a professional buffoon. And on top of that, if you can do something that is painful to yourself, that's why Jackass was such a a big box office movie or movies. You have these brainless morons going around and having giant boxing glove boomerangs hitting themselves in the nuts. And everyone going, ha, 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 that was funny. And then you watch. It was funny, though. You watch. Hey, everybody's got their deficiencies. Hey, I, good for you, I, good I for wouldn't. That. I wouldn't advise lighting uh, fireworks off in in a in a private domicile. It's, did that it, once it's, too. It's it's a cheap. It's a cheap laugh. It doesn't take talent. It takes morons catering to morons. Now. I don't believe any of the people that watch this show are a moron. I'm I'm doing this because someone said, Joe, would you want to do it? And I said, all right, I'll do it. Why? Because I care about the show. Play back the tape. And we're gonna we're gonna get a chance <laughs> to see again, Gerald. We're gonna get a chance to see if it if it benefits the show. Yes. If it doesn't benefit the show. Then we know not to do it again, and then won't ask those kind of questions again. But we do things differently here at the Lakers Fast Break. You won't find Lakers Nation. You won't find Locked On Lakers. You won't find any of these other Lakers shows doing this. Mm-mm. We are doing this kind of stuff for you. Why are we doing NBA observations? Because you guys asked for it. Why are we doing Lakers History 101? Because you guys asked for it. Why are we doing Joe's One Chip Challenge and some other crazy things that we always do? Get up in Halloween costumes. Have Rob Palinka visit us. I know you guys were asking about Rob Palinka on this latest chat. Why do we keep on doing it? Because we do things differently for you right here at the Lakers Fast Break. But guys, great conversation. Great to have you here. Once again, the Lakers do win 143-138. to 138. We will be back most likely on Monday night for the, not only the live watch party, which you can join us on playback.tv slash Lakers fast break, but also Joe doing the one chip challenge on Monday. I think with Amazon should be in. So Joe does the one chip challenge on Monday. So please go ahead and see it live right here after the game. 
right here on YouTube. If you have not subscribed already, please go ahead and subscribe to get the latest notifications on when Joe goes live doing the one chip challenge on the air. If I can make a short out of it, I'll probably do that too. But mm-hmm. I want to go ahead and make sure everybody goes ahead and checks us out. Please, if you have any questions, at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. Of course, you can comment on the YouTube videos themselves, but also as well, Joe Soro at Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. Simblades.com. You know, if he's going to go through all this trouble, at least if you're in Southern California area, go ahead and get your lawn transformed today at Simblades.com. John McCallion, he's right there. He's got a number of channels, but the experience for John McCallion starts at John McCallion. The name is right there. The name is right there. You cannot misspell it because you see it right there on the screen. Just go ahead and subscribe today so you get the latest notifications on when he goes live on here. He was actually earlier on today talking about what you're looking forward to on 2023. I think that was correct. Yeah, next year's plans. Yeah, your plans for next year. And Sean Grice, of course, Professor Sean Grice, not only will he be here for NBA observations on Tuesday, but he and Joe will be talking the Minneapolis Lakers on Thursday for Lakers History 101. So, Can I get great. extra credit? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> homework will be assigned. We'll go ahead and assign some homework on Wednesday. I need extra credit. I'm yes. already failing the class. Oh, my gosh. That's not good. That's You're not going to be able to get your diploma if that's the case. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, I won't be able to transfer. No, uh, oh no, 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 no. No transfer portal for you, my friend. What, where would that go? Where would you go? Clippers? Fast break university? Oh, no, no, no. But Richard says Joe eating the chip is one problem. It coming out is another. Oh, oh maybe God. Joe. maybe Joe needs to work home from Tuesday. Oh, Ooh, uh, that's we'll true. See. We'll see. We'll see. He's or diaper. He can always call the the owner. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. <he's... laughs> but thanks so much to everyone out there. Or he there. can wear you a guys, diaper. You guys are the best <laughs> Lakers chat room that's out there. There is no one better. Appreciate everything that you do for us. You, you guys, guys are just tonight. tonight. Yep, Eddie has been a great thank <laughs> having you here. Brand new Richard Johnny Two K Six. You were incredible tonight. Also as well, Petting My Cat, Howard Hill, of course, Blue Magic, of course, Zangerstein, always here, great. Derek Grimsley, thank you so much. Great having everyone here. M.M. was even here. Let's talk, talking about how serious Joe was. So great to have you here commenting on our chat room. Why so serious? Exactly. Why so serious <laughs> indeed. But thank you so much to everyone for being a part of our world's best chat. Ryan needed help on fantasy basketball. And we gave it to him. So Glad we could help out there. But, yes, the Lakers did win 143-138, to and we'll be back on Monday talking some great things, hopefully, about Indiana and the Lakers. And Joe will or should, he depending on Amazon, but I think he'll get it. I think he will do it. I think he will do the one-chip challenge on Monday. So look out for that on the post-game show right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.